Thanks for listening to the Donnie and Dolly podcast. Catch the show Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to noon on Shaq. All of our guests today, Tuesday, sponsored by Skipper Auto. Uh, Auto. Ray Ferraro coming up uh, next, supporting Canadian fishing families through a revolutionary seafood buying experience. Check them out online at skipperauto.com. Our title sponsors, we thank them, Able Auctions and King of Flores. What a pleasure this is as uh, Ray Ferraro, a longtime uh, friend of ours uh, from the previous incarnation of the show, uh, joins us for the first time on Donnie and Dolly. How are you, Ray? I'm well. How are you guys doing? Great to be on with you guys. Yeah, I feel the same way. Great Thank to have you, you back. Thank you. Um, uh, Canucks lose to the Oilers 5-3. Uh, and McDavid with the uh, four points uh, last night. Ray, what, and what areas has he improved, if anything? Well, I, I would say that there is um, there's an attack to him that has always kind of been there. You know, like he's always been a you know, an offensive attacker, um, almost like a predator, right? Like he sees a lane or he sees an opening and he, you know, he's always drives himself into the lane. He pushes the pace. He pushes the game faster than other people can go. I think he's just taken it to, to the next step. Like his, his strength, his, um, his ability to, to push people out of the way His I mean, he's always the fastest guy in the game, he, I think he shoots the puck better. Uh, I mean, we're talking incremental growth, <laughs> though, right? Like he's he's already the best guy around, and there's now it's like I don't know if you guys watch it the same way, but when he's playing and he doesn't have any points through a period or a period and a half, I'm like I'm watching, expecting that it's coming soon. That like you know he's going to score. Mm-hmm. I know he is. He's going to get a point. I know he is. Like last night, I'm watching the tail end of the game. You know, it, um, and I, I said to Reese, our 11-year-old, I said, you watch, McDavid's going to get the empty netter. Like, I just, like, those are the things I feel about him this year that maybe I didn't think of so much in the past. He's scoring at, like, 1985 pace here. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's crazy to watch. He, he's treating the league like a bantam league. It's amazing, like, to, to do what he's doing. Uh, are the Oilers constructed well, Ray, when it comes to the playoffs? Are, there, are they a team that can make a run? Uh, better, but not, you know, I mean, there's some pretty obvious holes in their lineup. But, I, you know, like when you, when you look at them, clearly they're, they're always going to be top-heavy because they've got two of the best scorers in the game. But I worry a little bit about their depth of scoring as they creep down the lineup. You know who's been a real nice addition for them is Ryan McLeod. Mm-hmm. Uh, he actually, even just a few games into his career, he looks like an NHL player. Like he's strong. He's, you know, he's just got, I don't know, I'm trying to think of like, when you see a young guy come in and you go, yeah, he's an NHL player. Well, he's not going to be a guy sitting on the sidelines when the players or playoffs start. Like he's part of what they're doing. Dave Tippett's a terrific coach, and I think that those guys there, that young, young, young core, which is now a little bit older, they understand that winning 2-1 is just as good as winning 4-2. doesn't matter. 2-1's fine. They check better. They're, um, I think they're a harder team than they've been in the past. And I don't know about you guys either, but I didn't have Mike Smith playing like this. Yeah, yeah. He's been amazing this year for them. 
Hey, hey Ray, uh, the Canucks are, I know they're mathematically still alive, but they're, they're, they're playing out the string. Well, what's your worst memory of playing on a team that was playing out the string, and, and how difficult is that situation? Um, well, it's worse when you're older than when you're younger. Of course. Um, when you're younger, like, this is a one theory I will say I do not buy in when they say, oh, here's a, a team that's out of the playoffs. They got, their players got nothing to play for. They play loose and carefree. If you're a young player, you feel the pressure because this might be your best and only chance to impress at the NHL level. The pressure's there. For the older guys, they can't wait to get out of there. They're like, man, we're out. The games are like a 20-pound vest, you know, that you got to wear. It's like, they're, they're, damn, we got another game. Like, you just want them over. Um, as far as the worst year, I, I would say it would have been probably my first year in L.A. Um, you know, I got traded there from the Rangers, and there was two months left. And from the time I got there, there was no playoff race. And even though it was kind of exciting to be in a new place and it was L.A., um, it sucked. Like, you're, you, you just play. Like, there's no point to mm-hmm. it. You're not even really, like, I had three years left on my contract. They weren't evaluating me. There was, a, there was a point in the game, this one game, Kevin Stevens is sitting on the bench a couple of players away from me. And, uh, you know, Kevin's got this great big, booming voice and um so they got five guys on the ice on our power play that just got called up from the american league right so you barely know their names i mean i certainly didn't i just got there and uh kevin says to me loud enough that everybody can hear he's like razor you getting a load of this power play (laughs) and i said "Uh, yeah i see it already he goes no no you getting a load of this and i was was dying laughing because (laughs) you know we're like here this is who they're evaluating. They're not evaluating us. They, you know, we're just we're just trying to play the games to get to the end of the year so we can go home. Uh, Ray, no playoffs this year for the Canucks. Uh, what's the plan? How do they get out of this mess? Do you see Do you see any vision uh, of how they can get out of this? Yeah, stop spending money on July first. That would be the first one. Accumulate draft picks. I know people don't want to hear this, but they don't have enough prospects. Our late friend Botch, of course, talked about building an army. Mm-hmm. And, like, they don't have enough prospects that you look at and go, that is an NHL player. Like, I know people are excited about Put Colson, and they should be. He's an NHL player, and he's going to come here, and that's one guy. Did you see that stat last night? The Canucks' regular bottom six makes more money than Connor McDavid, and McDavid has three times more points. Oh, my God. Crazy. Just crazy. So you ask about the plan, Dolly. It's to, in, in my opinion, it's to get younger, faster, more skilled. But you can't do that overnight. What they can't do is spend themselves into more trouble like they're already in. Like the, the, the players they've signed, they don't get any bang for buck from. I'm talking about the Beagles and the Roussels. Um, those are $3 million players. You can't have four goals combined from them. They, that just can't be. Get your defense, work on the defense to be young and mobile. And sign Travis Green. I was going to bring up Green next to you. What's happening to him, Ray? I, uh, I'm, I'm a bit surprised they're doing this to this guy. 
Um, what are your thoughts on him hanging in the wind? I mean, that's all he is. I mean, he could be potentially out of this city in a few weeks. Yeah, I, I think it's a mistake, um, in, in my opinion. Um, I, I don't know this, but I, my assumption is this comes from above Jim, uh, Jim Benning, that this is an ownership decision to wait and see and, you know, and, and make that decision at the end of the year what they're going to do. I, where are you finding a better coach? Like, look at this roster over the last couple of years, and can you say this team hasn't improved or that this team's younger players haven't always competed? I, I think they outkick their coverage all the time. Like last night, guys, in a game against Toronto previously, I was really impressed. They just don't have enough players to play a, a full game against these teams. I'm impressed with how, how hard they work, how, how they, they, don't, they don't look disorganized. How could they not be disorganized given the chaos of the COVID spot uh, to their season? I, I, to me, he, and I always say this, I always preface this, look, I'm biased, I've known Travis a long time, Uh, I think he's a very, very good NHL coach, and if he's not employed here, he won't be unemployed very long. Talking with Ray Ferraro, Uh, Ray, uh, I want to get your opinion on the $5,000 fine that Tom Wilson was uh, uh, slapped with today, for what he was up to against the Rangers last night. Okay, this is what I have always thought, it's not new, Um, it's not new to the situation with Tom Wilson, is if Artemi Panarin's head hits the ice, Mm. is it a $5,000 fine? The answer is no, it's not, because we have something that potentially is catastrophic. Why should that matter? Why should that be the determining factor to a 15-game suspension or an indefinite suspension and a $5,000 fine? I, I think it, I think the five thousand dollars is ludicrous. First of all, when he gets Butchnevich on the ice, Butchnevich on the ice, and he's pounding his head into the ice, like how is that a five thousand dollar fine? Let alone what happened with Panarin after. Mm-hmm. And by the way, you're allowed to be bigger and stronger than everybody else because he is. Now, back in the day, Donnie, of course, mm-hmm. the next shift for Nick Backstrom would have been hell. Yeah. But the game's not like that anymore. So if the league doesn't police it, how is it ever going to be policed? Yeah, well, that's a, just a, a huge issue. And I was, I, you're right about uh, Panarin didn't have the helmet on. Uh, it, it had uh, been taken and off. The and, then way, he, and his knees, too, or his ankles. He could, he could have been yeah, crushed you as know, well. By the way, you know if, like, I would assume, you know, Tom Wilson's got Panarin as he's grabbed him there. Mm-hmm. He knows who it is. Yeah. And he also know if he doesn't know it's Panarin, he also knows that's a 170-pound guy. Yeah. So is it, like, we need to look at, this is a superstar of the game, Artemi Panarin. But he doesn't deserve more protection than everybody else. The problem is nobody gets any protection. What if that's Connor McDavid? What if it's Austin Matthews? What if it's David Pasternak? Mm. Like, are, are we kidding? Like, are we not protecting all of the players? So we're not. So how about protect the best players? Hey, like, Ray, let's start there. Ray, the 1983-84 Brandon Weekings, which you know very well, had seven guys over 100 minutes in penalties. One guy I didn't over... have to worry about too much. Yes, that's <laughs> my point. 
And and Brian Wells led the way with 259 uh, penalty minutes. By the way, Brian Wells, as yep. you're looking that up, yep, five foot seven. What? About a hundred and seventy-five pounds at the time. He was left-handed. His older brother Brad was on the team. When the Wells boys started running around, it was not going to finish very well. <laughs> and by the way, check out our goalie that year. Uh, hold on a sec, Ron Hextall. How many penalty minutes? Uh, just hold on a sec. Oh, they didn't have penalty minutes for goalies back then. Yeah. Oh, he had, a, he had over 100. What? <laughs> yeah. Hexton's That's not surprising. Oh, yeah, yeah. my. But he had, the, he had the 427 goals against, which would have been nor, more normal uh, uh, back then. But he had, uh, a, he had an unbelievable year. Was yeah. it, did we give up four goals a game? What the hell's the difference? We scored five. Yeah. Oh, you guys had. Oh, look how many guys over 100. Uh, five guys over 98 points. So our, right, our um uh our power play, our quarterback on the power play was a, a guy named Cam Plant who mm-hmm. was drafted by the Leafs. His son Alex uh was drafted in the first round by the Oilers, and his other son Tyler was a, a Florida Panthers draft pick. Cam had 118 assists that year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, there it is right there. Okay, we'll mention it, Ray. You had 108 goals that year. Still, okay, still, if you weren't still, going to get around. No, to it. no, I, 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 I didn't want to put you in that uh, position. But by the way, it's nice goals. to hear Ryan giggle in the back there. I miss that giggle. Oh, the giggle's always there. 192 points that year for Ferraro. Yeah, it was a good year. Things yeah. went pretty well. See, you've you know, got to come yeah. back on this show more often to get these kind of uh, stats thrown out Pumping there. Pumping right? your tires here, big time. Yeah, see, I like it. It's it's okay. And and by the way, so on our podcast, the Ray and Drake's podcast, mm. we had Jerry D on. Yes. And so Jerry D is talking about, I don't know how he got into goals and all this stuff. And he said, you know, I looked you up. You had 108 goals. I said, yeah. He goes, now, and Mario Lemieux had like more than that. And I said, yeah, he had 133. He goes, well, you turned pro and let's be honest, you're no Mario. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was cracking up. He was a funny, it was a funny guest. He has got some great stories in there. 108 not bad. Ray, thanks for this. We'll do it again soon. We will, and uh, all the best, guys. I'm glad to see uh, you guys are doing this. It sounds great, and uh, please call back. We will. Thanks, Ray. Appreciate it. Take care, boys. Be well. 108 goals, 84 assists, 192 points back in 83, uh, 84. Just a loaded Brandon team. Well, let, let, let's. We got an open segment next. We got an open yeah. segment. Okay, okay. Let, let, let's talk, we'll about, talk about, about it about next. It. Okay. Uh, we thank uh, Ray Ferraro. It's Donnie and Dolly. The team DTMZ is coming up. Is it just me as well? On check. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Time now for the poll question presented by White Spot Black Truffle Cheese and Mushroom Burger. That's what I'm talking about. Try White Spot's new adventurous burger lineup. After all, burgers are kind of our thing on now for a limited time at White Spot. We'll see you soon. All right, here we go. This is a good one today. Has this been the most disappointing season in Canucks history? 1,700 votes already. 56% say, yeah, no. It's not the most. <laughs> was it yes or no? Or was yeah, that for dramatic got, effect? He, he, the, the Ryan's got the, the poll. It, it, it should be flipped around. Anyways, yes, it's the most disappointing. 43%, no, say, uh, 56, uh, 1,700 votes. Pick it up a bit here. The, the uh, energy listen, level's there's low. There's a lot of stuff going on here. The, the, you know, Texas are coming in uh, left, right, and center. People still text me on my cell phone. Why? Why? They know if if I know you're on the air. I know. I'm not texting you. My family does it all the time. I know. I'm but getting the my, same thing. I have family members who text me during the show. 
That's so it. Clearly, they're not watching or listening. And then we'll get to the next family gathering, and they're giving me advice on how to do it. <laughs> but I know they're not watching or listening because they text me. Um, okay. Is it the most disappointing season in Canuck history? You look at the list of things that are going on, led by the on-ice performance. It has to be right up there. And I'm saying 97-98 is the one that might beat it because of those expectations with Messier joining the team, the new uniforms, all of that. Pat Quinn getting let go. Mike Keenan uh, coming in, and they finished dead last in the Western Conference, whatever the conference was called back then. And that, that, to me, was an awful dark period. It was actually three years of a dark period. Well, and, the and they they had some bad teams in the 80s. I, I think it was 89. But the expectations weren't there. Yeah, but still, we're talking about the worst team when Pat Quinn came here from L.A. in 89, I believe. When 87. Arthur, 87. 87. Arthur Griffiths, uh, uh, they got him out of L.A. Uh, it was a great move by and Arthur. Quingate. Yeah, Quingate. And it cost him draft picks and everything else. But that was a monumental move to get Pat. And he fixed it in 94. He's the guy. But, but before that, the expectations were there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I get what you're I saying. keep trying to but hammer th- this, this home, one, but it's This not one had, had Messier, Burray, and McGillney on the same roster, and, and they didn't do anything. Yeah, Linden was there. Linden uh, was there. Savvy makes a good point. And by the way, Is It Just Me is coming up uh, later on right after a DTMZ. You can text us to 604-200-9494. Savvy, one of our great customers, makes a great point. Um, it's worse now. Lennon was traded by Keenan to the Islanders in exchange for Bertuzzi, McCabe, and a third-round pick, which turned out to be Yarko Rutu. Lennon came back as well. So Savvy making the point that there was something positive that came out of that season because yeah. even Trevor would admit, Trevor Lennon would admit, that that was a, that was a win for the Canucks. Yeah. It was engineered by Mike Keenan. And Mike Keenan, first of all, Linden should have gone coast to coast in this city. He shouldn't have been traded. And the whole captaincy it's, thing, yeah, too, with Messier. That's it, another negative. Here's another one for you. Steve Tambellini was the acting GM at the time. He begged Keenan not to trade him. He's a big part of the community. He's a big part of this franchise. Uh, but Keenan uh, was hell-bent on uh, moving him uh, because he wanted to make it Mark Messier's But would team. you make that trade again? Well, at you know, the time... Bertuzzi, who became a franchise player. McCabe, who turned or helped... Um, helped Brian Burke land the Sedins. Right. And right. Yarko Rutu, who was a pretty good antagonistic player. And Linden got traded on a Tuesday, and the Islanders were here on a Thursday, and they played that uh, song What's uh, when he came on the ice. Boney M. Rasmussen. No, not Boney M. Uh, the one that... Uh, Vanilla Ice. Hey, ice the, Ice Baby. Hey, the song that w- was played when the radio station got blown to smithereens. Good riddance. Yeah, that's one. By Green that's, Day. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I remember these things. It Canucks lore. Anyway. Well, I remember Trevor coming back, having not played a game for the Islanders, had been traded. Yeah. In between getting traded from the Islanders, or the Canucks to the Islanders. Why are you laughing? <laughs> keep going. Keep going. I'm okay. Like, well, <laughs> listen, your memories are of hey. a song. I'm going to go with hockey here, okay? Okay, go, go, go. He played in the Olympics. Oh, right, right. right. And remember, he was the only Canadian player able to beat Dominic Hasek in the infamous game against the Czechs. Yeah, good point. Back in 98. Okay? That's a good point. You don't have many, but that was a good one. Take your vanilla ice and you know what? Uh, Ice, ice, baby. Uh, Okay, Iron Kingdom. You got to do some some business. Yeah, hold (laughs) it a second. These guys, this is good uh, Canadian BC company. They don't get better than that. Iron Kingdom. Uh, sports nutrition. Uh, proud. Why do you turn into Don Cherry? I don't. Do I don't turn it. How, why do you say that? 
I'm not Don Cherry. Anyways, Iron Kingdom Sports Nutrition, proud independent BC company. That's the key for me. High quality, strong, and great tasting supplements. You can order online at ironkingdom.com and use the promo code uh, D 15 off for 15% off. Double D stands for Donnie and Dolly. Yes. All right. Yeah. Just to clarify. Out of the gun so we don't get. Uh, no, no. I, I, thank I, you, Don Cherry. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, and no, I thank you, Iron Kingdom. Yeah, and, and you as well. We got time here? Yeah, we got time. We got to go? Okay. I'll tell you what, there is someone on the open market right now in terms of relationships that, uh, well, you, you might want to pay attention. All right? <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Okay. Uh, DTMZ is Peace. next as we cleanse the palate. It's Donnie and Dolly, uh, the team on check. It's 11.31, back at the Old Boys Studios in downtown Vancouver. It's uh, Donnie and Dolly, and it's time now for the world-famous uh, DTMZ, brought to you by the world-famous Whistler Golf Course. What a track, what a track, what a track. In case you missed it, what a track. Hey. Uh, DTMZ, brought to you by the Arnold Palmer Design Whistler Golf Club, encouraging everyone Stop to stay it. local Stop through it. May 24th. It's uh, May fourth, so we're playing. Uh, we're paying tribute yeah, to, to Star Vader. Wars by having you breathe into your I'm microphone every the normal. I don't got no breathing issues. Uh, book your BC resident rates for after the May long weekend now at WhistlerGolf.com. I talked with Al Chris Manson, the boss up there at great the, guy at the Whistler uh, Golf Club. He's very happy to be associated with you. Really? Yep. He likes me? Yeah, he, do- he does. Finally, Why? one person. <laughs> finally, you found the person that likes man, that, me. You got, and and wow. he's in charge of a golf course. And we got Perfect. haters. We got tons of haters. We got people ripping us all the time. Anyways, uh, Whistler Golf Course. Okay, we good? DTMC yeah, brought yeah. to you by Let's uh, go. Whistler. WhistlerGolf.com. The world's most eligible bachelor, none other than 65-year-old Bill Gates. I saw that. The Microsoft co-founder, he's worth an estimated 130 bill, it fluctuates, and his wife, 56-year-old Melinda, are getting a divorce after 27 years of marriage. Three kids, too. Bill Gates uh, helped start Microsoft in 75, about 20 years before he tied the knot with Melinda. Of course, he continued to accumulate massive amounts of money while married to her, so this split could shape up to be one of the biggest divorces of all time. I'd like to see uh, <laughs> cover it. Right there, Bill Gates, hiring a lawyer. It's been reported the couple has a separation agreement, but not a prenup. A separation agreement, but not a, a prenup. Two words, prenup. She's going to be fine, let's be honest. Well, listen to this. When Jeff Bezos and Mackenzie Scott announced their divorce, this was in 2019. You know, Bezos, Yes, I Amazon. know, the, most, uh, the richest guy on the planet. I know this stuff. When that happened, she became the richest woman in the world. She got $38 billion yes, from the split, yes. around a quarter of, of his worth uh, at the time. That's a job, though, to get married to somebody who has a whole lot of money, then you split, and you get. And it happens you know, a lot in celebrity circles, yeah. and then you get a bunch of money. Yeah. Uh, and she, she turned around and married a, 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 a high school teacher or something. Did she? Yeah, she did. Is that true? Yes, it is. Google it. Uh, Maybe after the show. This is stuff I know. Bill and Melinda started dating in 87 after meeting at a trade show in New York before getting married in 94 in Hawaii. 
Uh, she used to work for Microsoft in 2000. The yeah, couple. that's and how they th- met. Th- this is the this is the positive part of the story because I don't, I don't care how rich you are, you don't want to see anybody uh, split up, especially no. when there's kids involved. Yeah, the couple started the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. They've donated to charity about fifty billion dollars, yes, yes, but they, they are uh, splitting. Best of luck to those kids. Yep, absolutely. Birthdays? I, I think so. Okay. I, I'm ready. Uh, today is May the 4th, Star Wars Day. Did they call it Star Wars Day? Is that what it's called? May the 4th? May the May Force? May the Force be with you. Yeah, but do they call it? What's the official? Yeah, well, it's, it, well, it's just May the 4th Day, so it's Star Wars Day. Yeah, okay. Star Wars Day. All right. Everything's Star Wars celebrated today on this day. Which I know very little about. Yeah, I've seen, I saw the original three movies, one of the early 2000 ones, and then these last three. Which two of the three sucked? Yeah, it, does it but. call you call it a science fiction movie? I guess so, right? Uh, I guess the best science fiction movie. Well, there's two that come to mind. Uh, uh, yeah, Alien. Yeah, with Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, all right, that was good, really good. The guy coming out of the stomach, the alien, uh, <laughs> not the guy. Thanks, thanks. <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield pops out, but <laughs> I don't know why he said Rodney Dangerfield. I don't know. Anyway, but uh, the other one, I'll give you an, uh, an underrated movie. District 9. District 9. Check it out. You seen it? No. No, no I haven't District, seen any oh, of them. Fabulous. Great science fiction movie. Blew me away. Star Wars no longer the most successful movie franchise. Do you know what the most successful movie franchise is based on earnings? Spinal Tap. And dollars. No. It hit me. Marvel. Oh, okay. But that's a series like of different movies. 22 billion dollars. Di- different characters. Well, it's only been like 12 movies. Okay. Right? And there's been... Nine to twelve Star Wars films, I think, officially Star Wars films. And there's all this series with the Mandalorian, and we good. You're really interested. Yeah. In that to tell. <laughs> all right, uh, we have eight birthdays on May uh, the fourth. You're gonna say something? Well, else? I was just gonna say very quickly. We're getting some texts into the inbox. Six zero four two hundred ninety four ninety four. That there's an issue with our podcast from the yeah. first hour, and I'm working on that. Okay, so right. just a heads up if anyone's downloaded it and they're. They're concerned. Are are they hearing heavy breathing? Is that the problem? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we have eight birthdays on May the 4th. The line is set again at five by Brushstroke Kathy's Art Supplies and Casino in Trenton, New Jersey. And we thank Kathy for that. Are we ready to rock and roll? Yeah. Hit me with the music. Canadian actor and comedian starred in Arrested Development, once married to Amy Poehler. Pass. He's on commercials right now. Motley Crue's lead guitarist. His given name is Robert Allen Deal. This is sad, Oh, hold on, man. hold on. No, hold on. Tommy yeah. Lee, Vince Neil, Nikki Six. Take your time. Mick Mars. Thank you. Former Pugnacious Sabres right winger, whose last name is similar to the suburb directly to the east of Vancouver. Matt Barnaby. Thank you. Barnaby, Barnaby. Six. <laughs> is there an echo in here? Six, six veteran NHL goalie. Ex-Camloose Blazer traded from the Sharks to the Avalanche in April. Probably best known for his time with the Wild. Devin Dubnik. There you go. Ex- friend of the show. Yeah. Ex-Canucks goalie. Oh, pardon me. Yeah, ex-Canucks goalie who in 04 won the Calder Trophy while with Boston. Traded for Tuka Rask. Andrew Raycroft. Thank you. Ex-Canucks center now playing in Germany. In 2013, Vancouver acquired him uh, from Dallas for Kevin Connaughton. Ooh, give me the initials. D-R. Not Patrick, but that's a really bad clue. 
passed. Flyers left winger drafted second overall in 07. Patrick JVR. James Van Reemsdijk. Reemsdijk. Or whatever you say. I have a tough time with that one. That no kidding. <laughs> you got to stop drinking scotch in the morning. Uh, former world number one golfer, a four-time major champion. He's from Northern Ireland. Uh, uh, McIlroy. First name? Rory. Rory. Okay. All right, good. I mean, not good, but okay. So, um, Derek Roy. Oh, oh, Derek Roy. The yeah. Patrick clue was weak. Yeah, yeah. it was weak. Because it's no actually wah. His name is Roy. Gillis acquired Derek Roy. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, 2013 would have yeah. been Mike. It would have been Mike. JVR. Was Kevin Connaughton the, the, the giant? Vancouver Giants. Is he the strongest giant Canucks connection? No. He might be. Like, honestly, like in terms of a player that people registered seeing him at the Coliseum, and yeah. then he was in the Canucks organization, and then they, they sold on him really early, that trade deadline. And then got Derek Roy, which was... Kevin Connaughton's still booting around. He's still, yeah, uh, yeah. He's yeah. still booting around. Um, yeah, who he is with somebody right now? That's Anaheim. A, that's a good question. He's with somebody uh, right now. But uh, the, again, the one that sticks out for me, I Brandon know Gallagher, about, course, but yeah. Brandon Gallagher yeah, not drafting I mean, him because he was the he was the only Brandon one. Brandon Gallagher went in the fifth round. If everybody knew he was going to be that good, uh, 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 Donnie, he wouldn't went, have gone in the fifth go round. round you round think fifth round? I just I don't want to go because I'm so right on this. It makes no sense. Fifth round, he, take he, the local he, kid. He's a difference maker in the fifth round. If he would have gone in the first round, if every everybody knew he was going to be that good, yeah, I, I know how it works. But my point is, and I know Ryan agrees. Yes, that if a, if if you're sitting there fifth uh, fifth round, sixth round, seventh round, whatever the case may be, uh, you know, eighth, ninth back in the day, take the local kid if it's a toss up. Because you look bad if you don't draft him that late. The local part should tip the scales in his yeah, favor. That's same the deciding thing with Ty, factor. Ty Ronning, same I can thing. tell by the look on your face that you know <laughs> okay, I'm right. So you know we, I'm right. We should have got Lucic. We should have got Kane. Kane we should have got of Kane. every Vancouver Giant that was good. It uh, doesn't work like that. Scott writing in strongest connection, Mario Bliznak. Yeah, that's okay, it. That's yes, the okay. first. Yeah. Mario Bliznak was the first Canuck or the Giant taken by the Canucks. Mario Bliznak. And he booted around Manitoba Moose. I don't think he ever. I think he may have played one or two games for the Canucks. That's it. But anyways, good name. Okay, um, we're good. Yeah. Is it just me coming up, to, uh, folks? You can text us. We already have some submissions. Uh, you can text us to six zero four two hundred ninety four ninety four. Michael Ryan Pritchard, aka Mike Durnt, is forty nine. Bass player, songwriter for the California band that's going to play us up from September 04 and the album American Idiot, Green Day and Boulevard of Broken Dreams on check where dreams are never broken on a BC Tuesday morning. Thanks for tuning in. I walk a lonely road, the only one that I have ever known. Don't know where it goes, but it's home to me. Brought to you by Parker Marine. Make your boating experience the best it can be. For more information, visit parkmarine.ca. Rick. All right. Can I say one thing? Sorry. I, I yeah, go ahead. You, go ahead. But Will Arnett was a Canadian comedian actor from Arrested uh, Development. He's a good actor. Yeah. Uh, by the way, also to really our, our great uh, uh, listeners, viewers out there, I can't remember the two band names I came up with yesterday. Somebody has suggested body language as a, as a band name today, which isn't bad. No? 
But I, I came up with two yesterday, and for the life of me, I can't remember. And I'm too lazy to go look back at the well, show yesterday. You, you said the word lazy. I've been saying it for years. <laughs> uh, you said it, not me. Uh, can I go? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Well, yeah. you were busy telling us you're lazy. Anyways, is it just me or should Rick just stick to playing checkers during the birthday segment? Mm-hmm. People think I play checkers on the computer during the show. I do not. I'm, I'm, no, uh, you play chess. We got a million texts coming in. I'm, you know, I'm responding to the text. You get mad at me, but I'm a people's yeah, person. Pick I, one and focus on it. No, but I, I, I want to. I want to make sure our listeners, our texters, know I, I care enough to respond to them. So I'm responding no, to them. Let me just say this: it's it's not a great look. You know, I'm talking, Ryan talking, <laughs> and you're you're on your phone. But nine times out of ten, you're contacting agents. No, yeah, most of the time you want you want to play checkers against them, but still checkers. I play at home. I don't play here. I'm okay. not going to lie to you. Okay, is it just me? Um, but I'm a little blown away. Uh, but these high expectations the guys talked about for this year. We beat Minnesota last year. Bubble team. Beat St. Louis, one of the worst goaltending performances by Biddington. Then we got dominated by the Knights, and Demko stood on his head. 14 shots in Game 7. Canucks had a hot goalie, nothing more. I don't get the high expectations. Not a bad point uh, from uh, Dan, but those expectations were raised. They don't ask you how you won. They, you, yeah. you won. You beat the defending Stanley Cup But good champs. points by it's him. It's a good point. There's no question goaltending played a big role in it. But my goodness, right after the bubble, you take away the MVP goalie, you take away Tanev, and you take away Toffoli, and now here's here's where we are. Is it just me, or does the Department of Player Safety putting a price on their safety, in this case a fine for Wilson's actions, not solve the issue? Without real consequence, you won't change behavior. That's mm-hmm. a new S. Nick. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm disappointed. What's the deterrent here? A five thousand dollar fine? It's yeah, a nickel I'm, I'm to disapp- these guys. I'm a Tom Wilson fan. I've, I love the way he plays the game. I think every team in the National Hockey League would would kill to have Tom Wilson if he was uh, available on July first. But here's the problem: what he did last night, he should have been suspended. I mean, it, it looks like he's got anger issues. Like, okay, look, it's great to play with emotion. I'm I'm, I'm going to say it. Sometimes it's it's. Not a bad thing, sometimes, a lot of the time, to be somewhat of a, a mean SOB on the ice, right? W- yeah. When you're a hockey player in the National Hockey League. Yeah. I get all that. But that was way over the line last night, and $5,000 is going to do nothing to deter him. He's been suspended five oh, times. Geez. He's a many-time repeat offender. And Ray made the great point, the great Ray Ferraro joining us at the top of the hour what if Panarin hits his head? I thought when I saw Panarin get taken down by Wilson, one of my thoughts was, man, he's gonna his his legs are gonna buckle under. One of the legs are gonna buckle under his body weight, and he's gonna you know snap a bone there or, or blow out a knee. There's so much that could have oh. happened, and, and, and then not to mention the sucker punching with Biznavich. And 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 quickly, everyone's uh, ripping into George Peros, who's in charge of NHL player safety. Oh, he's just a goon helping out another goon. He stopped. He went to the University of Princeton. This is a sharp guy. Uh, but yeah, Rick. Yeah, you, but you don't, don't to, say he's a knuckle dragger be, and a goon, and that's why he's. Uh, please, the guy so was incapable of making a mistake. I don't I care didn't how say educated that, but don't, you don't, are; you can make a mistake. Don't call him a goon and a knuckle dragger. The guy okay. went to the University of Princeton, Donnie. Uh, this is from Tanbeer, your, your oh, buddy. Just stop it. Is it just me, or is the media too sympathetic towards Green? Lots of coaches without a contract, and he's acting like a baby oh. in the media. Oh, just please. 
please. Uh, Tambir, you're going to get me going here. Acting like a baby? The guy's been a lame duck coach in a Canadian market all season long. He got COVID. He had one of the worst COVID cases on the team. Uh, Then he's now dealing with the Jake situation. Last week when the team trotted him out in front of the cameras when they shouldn't have. And he's got a million things gone wrong this year. And you're going to tell me he's acting like a baby? Ridiculous. What do you got? Um... Hey, go go! There's too many coming in. I gotta I gotta get organized here. Would you focus, please? There, there, there's too many but coming you know in. What? I, the, I, and and folks, thank you so much. The response has been yeah, just, just, over, tons of them coming in. Overwhelming. Dave in Victoria, is it just <laughs> me, or would it be fun to have a weekly segment of all the new Dollywallisms from the week? Yeah. It could be called Rick says the damnedest things. Yeah. Art Linkletter. Do you remember him? Yeah, I, I vaguely. Yeah. Kids was a kids say the darnest thing. Or you would. Yeah, know kids say the darn. Okay. Yeah, I remember the the comment. <laughs> well, the show is what it was. It was the name the name of the show. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think. Yeah. And this guy, by the way, says, uh, "Love you, Rick." I just I, we got to play back his read for Iron Kingdom Why? because no, you no, sound no. just like Don Cherry. No, just stop you the turn Don Cherry. Into Don stuff. Cherry. Just stop that stuff. Here's one here. Uh, is it just me or does Rick need glasses? His face is two inches from the screen when he uh-huh. reads uh, Paul and Calgary. I do. Uh, stop. First of all, uh, Paul, you don't understand how small these texts are. Like, they are coming in fast and furious. So, you know. You you should read them like that. Yeah, okay. Anyways, uh, in case you, yeah, anyways. (laughs) Hey, it's not not easy. The font on this thing is small. (laughs) Isn't that the way you hold your computer at around midnight every Uh, night? Yeah, I I don't need glasses. I do have hearing issues. (laughs) I'm not glad. Except with one hand. Okay. Kevin in White Rock. Kevin in White Rock, is it just me or is Rick not paying attention? Because he's too busy sending Melinda Gates his, che- <laughs> his checkers record. Kevin, we got Hey, do we have a prize for the text of the of the day? We gotta get it. Kevin on that. in White Rock's gonna get it. Hey, listen, uh <laughs> I don't play checkers at work. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I play at home in the evening on my couch. <laughs> Last night I was five and one against a computer. Uh <laughs> but I do not play at work. Okay, go. Um, is it just me? Yeah. This is Sandy in Nova Scotia, far, far away. Is it just me, or would Jim Benning back up the biggest Brinks truck for Tom Wilson if he became a free agent, oh, which was uh, what you were talking about? Yeah. As it, much it, as we're ripping into him today yeah. and George Peros in the NHL, you said it, Rick. A lot of teams would pay for this guy because he can play top six, hey. and he's tough. And Jim Benning's been all – he came from Boston. He likes uh, the meat and potatoes guys, the tough guys. Uh, he likes Simmons, Wayne Simmons. He They had Ryan Reeves in Vancouver three years ago mm-hmm. for a look-see uh, on free agency that, uh, that seven days you can talk to him. So I agree. They would love Tom Wilson of Vancouver if he ever became available. Uh, more Is It Just Me is coming up. We'll also wrap up the show. Again, thanks so much for tuning in, folks. It's Donnie and Dolly, the team. It's Donnie and Dolly, the team on check as we continue with uh, – some Is It Just Me is brought to you by Parker Marine. I, I do want to say something uh, quickly. Uh, uh, the, this nav guy ripped my shirts this week, said, you know, I got bad shirts. Today I, I rocked a new one. I went out and bought one last night. This looks good. I got his approval, so that's good. Um, are you okay with that? Yeah. I just wanted to Where do you that. get your shirts? I, I just shop. Does it matter where you get them from? It doesn't matter. Oh, you just plug. shop. You I go to know. a mall. You find the, the, the first I store you walk in. Yeah, yeah, anyways. Um is it just me or is it time for ownership and Jim to show up, go to the front of the camera, address the Jake situation rather than tro- uh, throwing Travis 
with a losing team injuries and no contract to do it for them, Connor and Langley. Yeah, I think that's more of a, a GM's or, or an order, owner's uh, job or president's job. I, I think the one. GM's got to stand up and say, hey, but he was at the U18s in Dallas, so I understand why he couldn't do it. But to make uh, Travis do that was ridiculous. Uh, there's ways around that in this day and age, right? No matter yeah. where you are. Yeah. Uh, is it just me, but Taylor really likes to take his shots at the 2011 team while uh, elevating everything about a 94, and that's from Scott. Um, I, I do have a soft spot, and Scott's not wrong. I, I do have a soft spot in my heart for uh, for, for 1994, and we talked about yeah. it before. I was reporting back then in the yeah, dressing yeah, room yeah. Uh, way more, a little closer to that team than 2011. Here's the other difference that 2011, in the end, didn't live up to expectations. Yeah. They were by far the best team in the NHL statistically uh, then. You look yeah. at every category. Yeah. Wins, uh, losses, uh, power play percentage, PK percentage, all of that, and they end up losing in seven games to Boston. Yeah, in 94, you didn't expect that. You didn't expect that as well, much, even though that was a good team that didn't live up to the expectations in the regular season. But Scott's not wrong. Yeah, in 1982, no one expected it. They got hot. Uh, the Quebec City, uh, Harry Neal, the whole nine yards. So 82 was the same as 94. What do you got? Uh, no, we got to get out. I got okay. Henderson's telling me to get out. Okay, so more is it just me's obviously tomorrow. Uh, Canucks and Oilers tomorrow. again tonight at Rogers Arena. You weren't entertained last night. You said the game you no, thought no, was I, boring. No, I just I, liked watching McDavid. I just liked uh, two and two last night. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, okay, so same two teams again tonight at Rogers Arena. We'll be back here at the Paul Carson Studio uh, tomorrow. On behalf of Rick and Ryan and Derek and everybody here at Oh Boy and Check, I'm Don. You're up to date in the world of sports. Thanks for listening to the Donnie and Dolly podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Donnie and Dolly for all the latest show content.